I feel a real sense of moral responsibility for my family and, and everybody else's families to get this right and to give everyday people the power to easily, in an automated way, inexpensively make an enormous positive impact because we don't have a moment to waste. Help me welcome Andre Cherney. He's the CEO of Aspiration. Welcome. It's great to be with you. You have so many exciting things going on at Aspiration that have to do with community and climate change. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, Aspiration is an alternative to the bank account that people have uh, that is, first of all, charging them a lot of unfair fees. And second, whether they know it or not, using their deposits to fund oil and gas pipelines and gun manufacturers. Most people don't realize that when they deposit their paycheck at any of these big banks, their money's not sitting in in the back of the bank in a vault. It's being lent out. And very often it's being lent to fund fossil fuels that are driving climate change or going to firearms manufacturers and so on. And so aspiration is different. When you open an account with aspiration, not only does your money never go to those kinds of things, but instead goes to help local communities. But we also give you tools that you can have a positive impact, like being able to see your own personal sustainability score as you're shopping and spending or planting a tree with every purchase you make. And so we're really a socially conscious, sustainable financial home for people who want to put their values into action when it comes to their money. It sounds like you've done a lot of work at making banking fair. Can you say more about that? It's, it's so important because the current banking system is really unfair to most people. A lot of people think that they just don't have any alternative. The truth is for most people, the bank does better when you do worse. When you have more overdraft fees, when you have more service fees, when you have more out-of-network ATM fees, that's how banks make money on, on most of us. And with Aspiration, we do things differently. First of all, the only fee you'll ever pay at Aspiration is what we call pay what is fair. The customer decides what to pay us. If they want to pay us zero, they can pay us zero and get treated the same as anybody else. It's up to us to earn the fee. And so we really seek to be on the same side of the table and have the customer's best interests at heart. It also, a big difference from the banks when it comes to your values, we're taking that debit card that you have in your wallet or that credit card the Javelin wallet and letting people switch to an aspiration debit card or aspiration credit card that gives you all kinds of power to help local communities, to help fight climate crisis just by doing what you're already doing. And so automating impact is, is a big deal. So many of us care about what's going on in the climate crisis. 59% of Americans see it as a major threat to our country. And yet we really don't know where to start. What can you do? You can go put solar panels on your roof, you can go buy an electric vehicle. Very few of us are going to be able to be able to do something like that in life. And and either way, it's it's a one-time thing, even if you're able to afford it. And on the other hand, what can you do? You can go recycle an aluminum can, you can go drink out of a paper straw. Those are great. But I think we also know they're not going to really move the needle on the big challenges we face. With Aspiration, we're automating impact so that you're just going about your, your day using your aspiration debit card or using your aspiration credit card and impacts built into what you're already doing. So it's, it's things like planter change where we plant a tree with every single purchase you make. And we do that by rounding up that purchase to the nearest dollar. And so if you buy something for $4 and 85 cents, we'll round up to $5. And, and every time you round up, we're planting a tree, no matter the size of that roundup. And so you don't even really have to think about it. You're buying that cup of coffee, you're buying that newspaper. And just with that spare change, you're planting a tree every time. And, and that adds up into having an enormous carbon impact. 
What I love about what you're saying is so many of us want to make a difference. Like you said, we don't know where to start, but if we could just get something we're doing every day to do it for us, if we bank with aspiration, whatever our values are, are going to be represented in what you do with the money that comes through your bank from us. Yeah. It's your money. And when you make a decision on where you're going to deposit your paycheck, which debit card you're going to pull out of your wallet, which credit card you're going to pull out of your wallet, you're making a decision on what matters to you. Just as importantly, if not even more important than when you're in the grocery store and deciding, are you going to buy one kind of egg or another kind of egg? Or if you're buying clothes, are you going to buy from one brand or, or another? A lot of people are making those decisions around ethics and environmental sustainability in the supermarket, buying clothes, buying coffee, and then frankly thinking, nothing about it when they go make that purchase with a big bank debit or credit card and the bad that their money is doing in one of those institutions way outweighs the good that they're doing in terms of just the actual impact in these other areas. And so uh, aligning your money with your values is important. And with aspiration, not only do we make it easy, but you're going to end up with more money in your wallet anyways, with just a better deal financially along with everything else. Who doesn't want that? I, hopefully all the listeners are, are going to aspiration.com slash green and, and signing up right now. I hear your passion. You are so excited about this. Tell me where that comes from. What got you into this? Well, you know, I've been working on a lot of these issues for a long, long time. I, I started my career back in the 1990s and I was lucky enough to go work for a guy named Al Gore when he was vice president he was waging a pretty lonely fight at the time to get people to pay attention to what was called back then global warming. And he was trying to warn people, this crisis is coming and you may not see it yet, but it's coming. And every year we wait, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And to be honest, we didn't succeed back then in, in sounding that alarm and getting people to change. You know, Now, 25 years later, I feel a real sense of moral responsibility for my family and, and everybody else's families to get this right and to give everyday people the power to easily, in an automated way, inexpensively make an enormous positive impact because we don't have a moment to waste. What do you think is different now, 25 years later? Well, part of it is unfortunately that the evidence has just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. 25 years ago, we weren't seeing yet the kinds of wildfires that you've seen in California, for instance, last year, or the kinds of hurricanes that we're seeing every year come through, or the, or the chill that happened in Texas, or, or even in Seattle, all, all the different kinds of impact around temperature that, that you're now seeing. And it's just staring people in the face more and more and more. And people are waking up to the danger. I, I saw a statistic the other day, back in 2016, not so long ago, a few years ago, 10% of Americans said they were not just concerned, but alarmed about climate change. Four years later, it was over 35%. People are just awakening to that real threat that we're facing, trying to figure out how to have action. And that's where Aspiration comes in. You can download the Aspiration app, switch from your bank account to an Aspiration account in, in just a few minutes. And again, better for your wallet, better for the world. Or you can just go to aspiration.com green. And it really does make a real impact. And you'll feel good about it every time you pull out that Aspiration card. It's all online, right? We don't have branches, but you can do everything online. You deposit your check. We give you a debit card. You can give paper checks if you want it. We have 55,000 free ATMs 
which is more free ATMs than Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and Chase combined. You're not going to miss that branch that you probably never, <laughs> hardly ever go into anyways. How long has Aspiration been doing business? We started the company in 2013, and we've been growing and just gaining momentum. We're, we're now at 4 million members across the country, one of the fastest growing financial institutions in America, as people are really coming to us and, you know, as we say, wanting to do well and do good. I love that. So many of us, the biggest thing we say is we're always so busy. Of course, yeah. COVID has changed that. But to think that even in our busyness, we can kind of do a mindless thing that's going to still be representing our intentions and our values, just like you say, through everyday actions. And I love that. I'm a life coach and I, I ask people what impact do you want to make? And they feel like they can't. I can't start an organization, but you can still have impact in an organization or with an organization. So I love it that you're giving people the opportunity to do that. It's so important. We all have a lot more power than we think. And just by making these daily decisions, like where you shop or like where you bank, you can really have a big lever to enact real change. And, and that starts adding up. We can't just look to see what's going to happen in Washington, D.C. or what's going to happen in other countries or what big companies are going to do. Each of us has a personal moral responsibility. And at Aspiration, we make it really easy. You're not only going to not feel anything negative, you're going to feel positive as you end up with uh, not paying big bank fees, getting a better interest rate, and having something that's going to be having a, a really positive impact on the environment. Often we think we have to do big things like the big gesture or whatever. Yeah. But I love it that you're like, the, it's the small things. We'll round up, we'll plant one tree. And I love that because it, it is the small things that end up making the biggest difference. It, it really is. If you sign up for Aspiration Credit Card and, and you make one purchase a day, you're going to be able to, in just one month, eliminate your entire carbon footprint, just for making one purchase a day that you're already going to be making uh, anyways. And so we really see ourselves as empowering people to have real impact and building that into that debit card or credit card that they're already using, the ways they spend, the way they save and, and bring that to life. I love this idea. I love your passion. CEO Andre Turney with Aspiration. Tell us again how we find you, how we sign up. Go to uh, aspiration.com slash green or, or download the Aspiration app onto your phone. Get started. Five minutes, uh, painless to make the switch <laughs> and more painful to stay where you are, but painless to make the switch to Aspiration. We'll be excited to have you as one of our members. Thank you so much. I love what you're doing and I wish you the best of luck and hopefully you'll get another 4 million. 4 million and counting. Let's get off Seattle to, uh, to sign up and, and we'll be on our way to the next million. Yeah, let's go. That's your challenge. Plant some trees. Alexa, open Bamboo Learning. Welcome, Ian Free, co-founder and CEO of Bamboo Learning. Thank you so much, Lori. It's great to be here with you. This is so exciting. It's using Alexa to teach kids math, English, and music. That's right. We're actually announcing today a product that includes math, language arts, different skills in English, and also listening and reading comprehension. It's a great thing for kids to practice really on the unfinished learning from the pandemic. Our company is three years old. We have been a bit more focused on children in the age range of kindergarten through fifth grade or age five to 11. And that has been more of an emphasis of our for our company for about the last year and a half, because we just saw a number of kids really 
not able to stay focused during the pandemic. We know kids love Alexa and been able to create something that is both educational and fun for them. So tell me how it works. It's actually really easy. Either kids or adults can just go to any Alexa device like an Amazon Echo or Echo Show, and they just say, uh, Alexa, open Bamboo Learning. Our product just starts right up. A really fun panda greets the kids and says, welcome to Bamboo Learning. And pandas love bamboo and Bamboo Learning loves pandas. So we also know kids love pandas. The panda first asks how many children the family would like to uh, use the product. And the product is also free for the basic offering. So up to six kids in each family can play. And then for each child, we assign an avatar. And the avatar is actually an animal complete with animal sounds. So there's an elephant that trumpets, a monkey that kind of goes, ooh, 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 ooh. And then for each child, we also ask which grade they would like to start with. It doesn't necessarily have to be the grade that the child is in. And then the fun thing is kids just get to choose. They could start with math and do six problems or 12 problems and then decide they want to listen to a story. In the math, they might get a problem like there's nine tarantulas bouncing on a trampoline and three fall off and how many tarantulas are left. So we try to make the math kind of fun and kids usually get a giggle out of it. And then we even will ask things like we have up to 50 different books. I don't know if, if folks remember Elves and the Shoemaker, but we have that one available. And one of the questions we ask kids after reading part of the story is how did the elves feel when they found the clothing made for them? So it's not just facts. It's also some analysis of stories to really see that kids are understanding what they're listening to. And, and if they have a screen, they can actually read it too. So if it's just the Echo Dot, which is, has no screen, right? That's right. Then they just talk back to it. That's <laughs> right. And whether they have a screen or not. So the Echo Show has a screen. The Echo Dot, as you pointed out, does not. Um, they're still interacting it, interacting with either product using their voice. The advantage of the Echo Show, or there's also a Fire TV product, which has the same capability as Echo Show. Oh. They get to see images of, for example, illustrations from the books on the screen, and they can read the text along with listening to the story. Or for the math problems, they actually get to see the tarantulas and the trampoline and tarantulas getting X'd off as they're falling off. So... Uh, the screen is a nice extra add-on, but you don't have to have a screen to enjoy and learn from the product. If somebody has like a fire stick, yeah, how do they access that? Yeah, the same way. They just talk to their remote or some of the newer fire sticks. I think you can connect it with an Echo Dot at the same time. So whether you're holding the remote as, as if you were going to talk to the fire stick or the other way, you just say, Alexa, open Bamboo Learning. And the same thing happens with the fire stick. You get to see the panda on the screen. Again, you get to see the tarantulas. You get to see the elves and the shoemaker. So that makes it pretty fun. The other great thing about the fire stick is the parents, they don't have to stay glued to what their kids are doing, but they could be in the living room um, or the kitchen and watch what their kids are doing on the big screen. So that kind of makes it a fun family activity and parents can kind of see how their kids are doing. My sister is a fourth grade teacher and I can't wait to tell her about this. We do have a lot of teachers who have tried out earlier versions of our products. We're really proud of this one. I mean, we've done a great job over the last several years and we've actually won five awards already. But this new product, Bamboo Learning, 
uh, we think is the best one we've ever done. And the team spent a lot of time on it. I think the fun that kids are having with it is already showing. It's nice to be award-winning, but you always have to keep improving and making things better and better for kids and families. Maybe people are listening that aren't familiar with Alexa. I mean, I just got one and she and I got in a fight the other day. I couldn't get her to stop. She was like a broken record. Yeah. You would say open bamboo learning. And then does it ask you who you are? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, let's say the family set it up with three kids and we assign those different animals. So let's just say it was the frog, the cat and the pony. Let's say it was the pony used at last. And the kids do have to remember if they're the pony or the frog or the cat, <laughs> but the pony used it yesterday and the frog wants to do it today. We don't know who wants to try in advance. So we always ask, is this pony? We're really asking, is this the last person who used it earlier today or yesterday? If you're not, if you're the cat, you just say no. We will then ask, is this cat or frog or pony? And then the child says cat. And then we know to switch. So maybe the pony was a fourth grader and the cat is a first grader. We know to give the cat the first grade questions just based on that animal avatar that they know is, is theirs. So it's pretty easy to switch. And also, if you want to switch, let's say the first grader is getting tired, but the fourth grader wants to use it. They can just say switch users and it'll ask the question again. And, and then they can say pony. And and then how does it start? Is it like, do you want to do math? Do you want to hear a story? Yeah. Does it ask you the questions? That's right. Yeah. When it's time to start, or you can also say switch activities if you're getting tired of one. And then we ask the question, would you like, let's see, I think it's the order is uh, word games, math, or books. Math is pretty straightforward. Books is listening and reading comprehension. And word games are things in language arts like grammar and spelling and vocabulary and also phonics. So we might say, which word rhymes with cat, bat, or ball. The child hopefully will say bat. If they don't, uh, the panda comes in and says kind of gently, uh, give it another try. We're pretty supportive of kids learning while they're experiencing bamboo learning. They can just keep progressing. We actually have over 100 million different activities for kids to learn. So it's a lot and they can go as fast as they want. And also they may go faster in, let's say, spelling than they might in uh, number problems in math. And that's okay. Kids can go as fast as they're able. They earn tokens along the way. They get a nice sound effect. They get answers correctly or finish around, or they can create a streak. So if they come back Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they earn more tokens. And then if they come back Thursday, so it's four days in a row, they earn even more. So it's kind of fun. Siblings can compete with each other to collect tokens over time. Do they pick up where they leave off each time? That's right. The way it works is they'll be working on similar exercises in math and language arts. In the books, we want to take them exactly back to where they were in the story. One of the stories is Wizard of Oz. If Dorothy hasn't left Kansas yet, you don't want Dorothy jumping to Oz before she's gone through the tornado. We make sure to take kids back where they left off. And who reads the stories? Are they just the audiobook version? Yeah, we definitely worked with some great publishers. Many of you may be familiar with Highlights for Children, which produces that magazine. You know, I certainly used to read as a kid and mm -hmm. uh, many of the doctor's offices had them too. And so yes. they've been a partner with us for uh, several years. And so many of their stories, also nonfiction titles are in, and they have their own narrators that 
essentially do create an audiobook version of, of what they've done. We have some other partners, content providers who have done their own. And then we also hire, just like we hired someone to take on the role of, of the panda, we hired some other professional voice actors to do some of the audiobooks like Elves and the Shoemaker, Treasure Island. Awesome. And are you located here in Seattle? We are. Most of the team is in Seattle. We actually kind of did this uh, before the pandemic hit. We've had a few people. My co-founder is actually in New York City, which is helpful because many of the book publishers are there. But we've got a couple of other members of the team in Portland, Oregon area. So we're mostly in the Northwest and more than half the team is here in Seattle. And I'm in Seattle. Two questions. One is when they get tokens, what can they do with them? Well, right now, just bragging right. They get to say, ha ha, elephant, I have 35 tokens and you only have 27. But we do think over time, for example, I mean, there's no definite decisions about exactly what we're going to allow, but we want them to be kind of rewards that they earn that are fun. And they can then spend those tokens on different things. So for example, can you imagine dressing up your elephant in a funny hat? You know, that could be fun. We might allow you to hear some jokes if you spend tokens in certain areas. There's no actual money changing hands for the tokens. Kids just earn it. But we have a bunch of ideas. And there's always the saying when you're developing a new product, a little bit of crawl, walk, run. And I'd say we're jogging now. We're probably not quite running. So when we start running, there'll be a lot of opportunities to spend those hard-earned tokens on fun things for kids to dress up their avatars or jokes or other things. Can they accidentally order a half a million SpongeBob popsicles? (laughs) (laughs) Well, not using our product. I mean, I used to work at Amazon for several years, was a vice president there. Amazon has done a pretty good job of um, figuring out when things are going haywire. And whenever you're building a new product, there's always a chance you miss something. And I think the historic situations where that's occurred, Amazon's been pretty good at saying, okay, wait, we have to, we have to stop that from happening again. So, but with our product, the only thing kids can do, and they do require uh, adult approval um, by default, if parents want access to more books for their children or to move from about 10 million to a hundred million math problems covering not just the basic math problems, but the more advanced ones for every single grade level, We do have a subscription offering and and it's just called Bamboo Learning Plus. And it's only one price per month for up to six kids and it's $3.99 a month. So we actually think it's a great deal. You divide that by three kids and it's barely more than a dollar a month uh, for 100 million math problems and 60,000 language arts and 50 books. So pretty good, pretty good deal. So who have you been testing this on? Beta testers is usually my co-founder, uh, Arena Fine, who's actually a 30-year educator. She's been a teacher and designed curriculum for everything from elementary schools all the way up through uh, graduate school. But she has two sons. One's a little bit too old, but the other one just turned 10. So he's one of our beta testers. We've done outreach to a number of families across the country We probably have 20 or 30 different families who have been using our products uh, over the years, and they're great. They provide us really good feedback. Like one of the areas of feedback we got was that panda is not cute enough. Well, we kept improving the panda before we released it. And now we think we have a very, in fact, that beta tester said, now that's a cute panda. Go check it out and tell us if it's a cute enough panda. 
But other things like one that was really interesting, we learned early on, everyone knows the story of the three little pigs and one house is made of straw, another is made out of sticks, the third one is made out of bricks. And so we're telling the story and there was a very, I'll just call her a, sort of a precocious four-year-old. She was incredibly good at this and really it's supposed to start at age five. We have her on video and the question comes up, what was the second little pig's house made out of? And instead of saying sticks, she said branches, which is very sophisticated. And I would argue correct. We didn't at first grade that as correct. So we had to go back and think about synonyms and not just synonyms for sticks, but in Wizard of Oz, Dorothy lived on the plains in Kansas. If we ask where did Dorothy live, we should accept Kansas. We should also accept Dorothy lived on the plains in Kansas. But what if someone said on the prairie in Kansas? Well, prairie is a synonym of plains, so we should take both. Just that one little phrase with that four-year-old made us think much more broadly about uh, the types of answers that children would give. And so that beta testing group has really helped us over um, several years now. Kids are so cool. Yeah. And you always get the unexpected. That's right? what you want, whether you're a parent or grandparent or a software developer, that unexpected part is always the fun. Is it strictly Alexa? Yeah, right now today, just Alexa. Each of these different voice platforms has kind of their own, think of it as programming language. Over time, we may add others, but right now Alexa does have the most um, users, uh, both in the U.S. and I think worldwide. So we're starting there. So do we just go to our dot and start talking or do we go to your website? You can just go right to your Echo Dot and ask it, Alexa, open Bamboo Learning. If you're a parent who hasn't yet approved what are known as child apps, you might have to fill out a quick thing on your phone that says, yes, it's okay to, for my kids to use child apps. So that's a one-time thing. If you've already done it, let's say for Disney app or Nickelodeon, you don't have to do it again for us. Otherwise, you can just say, uh, Alexa, open Bamboo Learning. Separately, if you're interested in just learning more about the details and for example, Irina, as I mentioned, is a former teacher. The curriculum approach that we follow, the Common Core and other state standards, there's all that information on our website, Bamboo Learning, all one word, no spaces, just no dashes, just bamboolearning.com. You can see the panda on our website and play some of the audio samples, uh, hear our theme song, which we kind of like. That's a brand new thing that we just released. And then you can play with all the animal sounds and you get to hear what the panda sounds like with a correct answer and what the panda sounds like when you didn't quite get it right. And, and the panda is still trying to be uh, supportive. <laughs> oh, I love this so much. You know, I can't wait to go home and check it out on mine. One other thing, it is coming soon. Um, we've done this in a slightly different way in the past, but one of the areas of feedback that we've received and that Irina, our education expert, has noted is it's often difficult for parents to kind of keep track of how their kids are doing in different learning applications. Probably next week, I'm going to guess, you'll be able to sign up for an account as a parent. It's totally optional. You don't need an account for your kids to use it, but you can sign up for an account and opt in to get email updates once a week. And so those email updates will say things like, 
The elephant used the product on Monday, Thursday, and Friday. They answered 43 questions, 92% were answered correctly, and they earned 17 tokens. And you just get that little blurb and it's, you get one blurb. If you have three kids in your family, it'll tell you the elephant and the pony and the tiger. If you have two, it'll do the, the elephant and the pony or whatever the avatars are. But then you get a really quick snippet once a week in email that tells you how your kids are doing and you can really see their progress without having to sit over their shoulder or literally be there the entire time that they're using it. Our whole goal was kids use independently but adults can understand the progress. Well, thank you so much, Ian. Uh, Lori, absolutely thank you so much for this opportunity. All you have to do is say, Alexa, open Bamboo Learning. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening in today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week while we continue to talk with people that are making an impact in our community and our world.